Yeah? Okay, so if you guys want to go to it, it's Luke chapter 7, uh, verse 36. And I'm reading from the NLT version. Do you guys all have it? Amen? Okay. So it says, one of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. When a certain immoral woman from that city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. Then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. Uh, when the Pharisee who had invited him to see, uh, who had invited him, saw this, he said to himself, "If this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She is a sinner." Then Jesus answered his thoughts. Simon, he said to the uh, Pharisee, "I have something to say to you." Go ahead, teacher, Simon said, or replied. Then Jesus told him this story. A man loaned money to two people, 500, 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 pieces to the other. But neither of them could repay him, so he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet, but she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the time I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of oil, or of olive oil, to anoint my head. But she has anointed my feet with her rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. She has shown me much love. But a person who is forgiven little shows only little love. Then Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. Amen? Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you, God. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this service, God. We thank you for allowing us, Lord, to be part of this, this, this time with you. We, we thank you that you've allowed us, Lord, to take part, Lord, of, of your holy communion, God. Something that happened so many years ago, Lord. We get to partake in now with you and your holy presence, Father. And we believe angels, Father, come and, and sit here, Father, while we remember you, Lord. And so we thank you for that, God. We, we honor you. We love you. We worship you for that, God. Jesus, I ask that you would just guide us. Holy Spirit, guide us right now. That you would just, we ask that you would speak to us. That you would just let your words just seep into our hearts and minds, God. That they would carry and um, just resonate inside of us. Thank you, Lord. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So Simon Peter, the Pharisee, he used to be a leper. And uh, Jesus healed him from that. So 
the woman, I'm not going to go into her because that's another sermon for another day, and we'll probably talk about it soon, but she came in already forgiven from something. So she came in, and, and, and what Jesus was depicting here in this story was that Simon had this perception where he was forgiven, but he didn't feel like, I'm sorry, he was healed, but he didn't feel like what Jesus did for him required him to do much more than have, than have him for dinner. But the woman, what the woman was forgiven for, she felt like it required or, or it, how do I say this? Like her response for that, to show her gratitude, was to do what she did. Do you guys get me so far? And I just thought it was so amazing how you get the two perspectives here of someone who, who may think that what Jesus did for them isn't as great, and we're somewhat, we have someone else who thinks that what Jesus did for them is everything. And so she came with the most expensive thing that she possessed, which was this alabaster jar of perfume. And she took that perfume, she took her tears and her hair, and she washed and anointed Jesus' feet. That's amazing. I was sitting here, and I, 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 just, I just wanted to just get on my knees and worship Jesus. And I felt my hair like just come to the, to the side of, I have a lot of hair. So I just felt my hair just come to my face, and it's not long enough to wipe feet with. But I thought, Lord, if, if my hair was that long or... Or I just, I just imagined like what that must feel like to be at his feet and wash his, wash his feet and dry his feet with my hair and my tears. And she, she did that. She did that because she just felt like she was, what he did for her was so amazing. So I want us to, to now, today, I, I want to just kind of challenge you guys. I want to challenge us. I want us to be challenged by this woman and to, to be um, inspired by her. She came to that house with a purpose. Her purpose was to put her gratitude on display. She wanted to show Jesus how grateful and how thankful she was. She wanted to, she wanted to show him her worship towards him. So she did this amazing thing that we are still talking about today. I want us to come to a relationship with Jesus, a stronger relationship. I know mine can be stronger. I know I have my week sometimes where I don't pick up my Bible or I have all of these other things that are in my mind. But when we think about it, when we really think about everything that's happening in our lives, everything that's happening in our world, I came to the realization of, I came to this realization and it's, Jesus is, is greater than everything else. Like, it doesn't matter what I'm going through personally. Like, it does matter, but aside from what I'm going through, Aside from my, my own like struggles, my fears, my pains, my, my bad days, my bad weeks or months or years or whatever, we go through. Aside from all of that, what's, what's more important is my worship 
towards Jesus. My worship towards him. It's so simple. Like, we just have to worship him. We just have to come before him. We just have to sacrifice for him. Put things aside for him. Because he sacrificed for us. He put things aside for us. He had doubts about what he was going to do. Like, he, he had that moment of fear where he was just like, God, is this really what you want me to do? Is this, is this really what I have to do for my people? Is, is this really what's required? Because it, if it's not, then let it just, let, let me do something else. But if it is, I'll do it. And sometimes we don't, I have to get kind of, I have to just, I just want to share my heart with you guys. This week has been really tough for me because I've been going through, through certain struggles, certain frustrations, and I've had to come to the point where, where I've had to realize, God, and I don't know how you're going to take this, but this is for me. I just kind of had to feel like, you know what? Who cares? Like, who cares? Like, I just, I just need to do this. I need to sacrifice my frustration. I need to sacrifice my emotions. I need to sacrifice, like, every human emotion or, or, or response that I want to have or action that I want to take to just come before you. Because in you is where I find my peace. In you is where I find my answers. You are my refuge. And, and sometimes I feel like, do I really believe that? Do we really believe that? Do we really believe that Jesus is it for us? That he is everything for us? And there's times where I've, I've come to realize, the realization that I haven't believed it all the time. I haven't believed it all the time. I, I've had to re-believe it, I guess. <laughs> I've had to, I guess, have it re-revealed to me or, or something by the Holy Spirit. And this, this week, I, I had that week, and he spoke to me through this verse, and he said, look, just put everything aside and think about the fact that I gave myself for and if you were to just spend time with me, everything else will fall into its place. And so my challenge for you, brothers and sisters, let's remember why we come here. Let's remember why we worship. Why, why we come to this place, why we come to this house. Why are you here? What are you here for? I hope this isn't something that we're checking off our list. This is something that we're willingly wanting to do. It's easy to, to get caught up in a routine. It's easy to get caught up in a cycle. But it's important that we don't lose focus and we don't lose the reality of why we're really here. This woman came to this house and she didn't, to her, it didn't matter that they were having dinner or that they were having a conversation. She just interrupted the moment and knelt before Jesus. And there's times where the Holy Spirit is asking to interrupt moments in your life 
moments where you're choking yourself up in your worries or your stresses, frustrations, or just bills, life, whatever it may be. And the Holy Spirit is trying to interrupt your moment so that you could remember it's just about Jesus. We've been talking about how the world needs Jesus and, you know, how he is the answer. And I really believe that. But I believe that for us, too. There's no way that we can get out there and do what we need to do if we're not doing what we need to do in here. If we're coming in here just to come in here and losing focus of why we're here. We're not here to put on a show. We're not here to put on a show and dance or anything like that. We're here to express our love to God. That's why we're here. That's why I want to be here. And although there's times where we, our, our, our frustrations overtake us, our worries overtake us, and we're in here fighting, trying to keep focus on why we're here, and the enemy is just like, oh, but remember that happened, or remember this, or remember that person, or that. And your, your mind is just working overtime, and, and, and it's hard sometimes to remember why we're here. But my challenge, what I'm asking you is interrupt that moment. Interrupt that moment in your life, in your thought life that, at that moment, and remember, no, I'm here to put my love for Jesus on display. I'm here because I want to thank him for what he's forgiven me for. One person thought inviting him to dinner was good enough for what he did for him. And another person thought something else was good enough. In Jesus' story, he depicted a man who was forgiven 50 denarii versus 500 denarii. And he said that the person with 500 denarii was going to love the master more because that person was forgiven for more. And I personally don't believe that you have to leave church, mess up your life, or go through some horrible trial or, or, or situation out there to be grateful, to be 500 denarii's worth of grateful. I don't think you have to do that. You can stay. You can stay in this relationship with God. You don't have to walk out of it to feel like you have something to be grateful for. He saved you. He saved us. Are you guys understanding me? We're on the 500 denarii side. That's our side. Not the 50, but the 500. We've been forgiven much. Just like that woman was forgiven so much. So have we. So let's be inspired by her. Let's be encouraged and motivated by her. And come before our Father, interrupt a moment, and come before him to worship him, to love him, to sacrifice our best. What is your best? Is your best sitting on a chair during worship? Or is your best up here dancing? Whether it may make you look silly to everyone else, is that your best, though? If that's your best, then that's your best. 
Is your best waving your hands? Is your best shouting for joy? What's your best? Let us come before him in gratitude. I, uh, I was listening to, I think I've said this to you guys before, and I'm going to finish with this. Um, I was listening to somebody, and they were saying how coming together as a, as, a, as, a, as a body, coming together for a service is so important for, for our Christian lives. There's a lot of people who have left this church and other churches with this notion that they don't need church to have a relationship with God. They can have a relationship with God on their own, outside of a, a church group or church community. And I think that those people are wrong. I think that they're not nurturing their relationship with God as best as they can. Because to nurture your relationship with God as best as you can, you need people. You need a group of people going to bat for you. You need a group of people that are going to come and pray for you, intercede for you, love on you, encourage you. You need to see that. You need to be around that. We need that. Because if we didn't, then why would God establish a church? Why would God lead the, the apostles to a church? There would be no reason for that. Those people persecuted for being Christians way back then did it for nothing. But it's for a purpose. It's for us to be fully well-developed in our relationships with God. And so I was listening to somebody, and they were saying that the reason why they love coming as a, as, a, as a church group together was because she said that there was somebody on the row next to her that was going through a really tough battle, like a really horrible battle in her life. And for this person to see that woman still able to praise God aside from what she was going through was motivation for her. And if anything, let us be motivation for each other. We all have issues, right? Each and every one of us has at least one thing, one struggle, at least one. Come and be motivation for somebody when you come and worship. Even though stuff is messed up at home or you lost your job or whatever your struggle may be. So, I love you guys. And I really felt it in my heart to share this with you guys. And I hope that you really let this seep into your heart. I don't want to stand up here and just kind of give words that like fade into like moments. Thank you for listening to the Grace and Love podcast. We hope you were blessed by this message. If you have a prayer request, we would love to hear from you. Please feel free to contact us. And if you're in the LA area, we would love to meet you. We have services Sundays at 2 p.m. and Fridays at 8 p.m. We are located at 1900 Medford Street, Montebello, California, 90640. Thanks again, and God bless you.